Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. God bless us all in the name of Jesus. We have the healing service coming up. You know, um, I just implore us that you invite people. See, one of the things at times is that we will also be looking at is that when the Bible talks about sickness, even for nations, the Bible is not talking about someone who is physically sick alone. You know, the Bible, anyone that has not known Christ is still in the states of the first fallen Adam. So, you know, I, like I said, you know, I try to invite someone at my workplace. You know, um, I think that hopefully they would they would they would be able to make it because they have the YE and you know, this kind of things going on. Um, but you know, please just do your best to to invite someone. You know, um, it's it's I would believe that it is a, a time for God to to draw people to Himself. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So as we look at this. Conversation together is what we tagged God is here, and you know, there is there are as we look at these things, there are things that are um, we read the scripture in Genesis chapter 28. Genesis chapter 28, you know, where where Paul, Genesis chapter 28, the next one, um, where. Um, where where he said that he said I I and he had a dream and he saw his tailways resting on hearts and please I note the words tailways there so that we would come back to that and we'll begin to see even more closely he said he, he said he said resting on on the head with his top reaching heaven and he said the the angels of God were ascending and descending. They were ascending and descending, and and there and above it stood the Lord, and He said, "I am the Lord God of your father Abraham and Isaac. I will give you and your descendant the land on which you are lying." Let's go on, please. And He said, and verse sixteen says, "When Jacob woke up, when Jacob woke up from his sleep." He said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. And he went on and he said, he was afraid, and he said, how awesome is this place? There is no other, this is no other than the house of God, the gates of heaven. Please note that when he said, how awesome is this place? This is, this is, um, he was in the desert. There was no chair. He was, he found a stone to place his head. And when he saw it, he said, ah, how awesome is this place? So that's that the first thing to first of all look at as we look at this thing is that when you are judging an environment of where a church is, it is not what is there. It is not the, whatever is available in there. Does that make sense? You know, it's not, it's not, it's not whatever is available in there. So, so you know, we saw here. He said, he said, God is here, and I did not know. 
And one, one thing that makes this story very, this scripture very close to my heart, and as we, as we look at this scripture together, is that when we first of all, when we started the church, and we're putting things in place, you know, we had things everywhere for, as in what I mean, you know, um, the walls were going up and things like that. And for those who know our previous church, there are two entrances. The main entrance that comes into the, uh, we never opened that door, but the side door, I remember I but there is a main door that comes in to the shorter. When you come in and you're coming into the church, there is a sign written above which says, this is the house of God, the gates of heaven, for those who still remember. Now, I was praying one day when church started and, and I was reading this scripture and God was speaking to me about it. And I felt that God was saying, put it as a sign. And that time we had not even put it up. We just finished the sign and we left it there. And there was somebody, a servant of God, who had had heard that the church had started and people were giving opinions. And he was there and he gave his own opinion. And when he got home, he, was, he prayed and was about to sleep. And God said to him, Makolulu. And he said, Ah, what is this? He said he could not sleep. And God said, Tomorrow, call him early in the morning, tell him you want to come and see him. When he called me, I was like, What is the issue? He said, I said, he said, he wants, I said, Please, you, know, you leave far. There's no point you coming all the way to come and sit down and talk about one. Let us talk it over the phone. Uh, he said, you don't understand. This one, I am forbidden to talk to you over the phone. I need to see you. We sit together and we'll talk. So I said, okay, I can't come to church. He said, I'll come to church on a particular day. And he came and he sat down. He sat and he said, you know, I need to apologize. You know, what is it? He said, they were making comments about the church, about how the church started. And, this. and I, when I got home, my God said, hey, be careful. But that's what I'm talking to. He now said, God now said that when you get there, this is how you will know that you have encountered him. He said, he gave him this scripture and he said, show him that scripture. So when he came, he sat down and he opened the Bible. He said, God gave me a scripture. And he opened that scripture and things like that. And that billboard was still facing the wall. Or that sign was facing the wall. So I told him, I said, stand up. Go and turn that sign around. Then when he saw it, he said, ah. I said, for you to know that God has spoken to you. Now, that is not even the issue for me as a person. Is this other parts that David, sorry, Jacob said, God is in this place and I did not know. Then I knew one of the greatest challenge would be for people who ever come through the church not to miss God in the place.
And so it is not a question of is God here? Because when God, so for me also, when he came and gave that confirmation, he settled in my mind that the challenge about things, is not that God is here, the challenge is, will I not wake up and say God is here and I did not know? And you would see that as we, as Jesus was, what's his name? As, as Jesus was, was, was looking at things, can we just change it please? Oh, okay, sorry, that's the sign. Oh, sorry, am I might be Yeah, I was like, what is this? You know, so, you know, so that is the sign that we had at the top of the church then. You can see people in the, in the church and things like that. So, you know, welcome to the gates of heaven. So that was where that thing came from. So I'm not just telling you things that you know, I'm just um, clarifying to you that you can see what we are talking about. God bless us in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, please just go. So now, please note that the Bible says that there was a stairways that was connecting heaven and earth. Now, when Jesus came, when Nathaniel saw Jesus and he said, "You are the Son of God," Jesus was saying that you believe because I um, I told you. He said, "But there are greater things than this." He said, miracles is not the issue here. But there is a greater thing than this. And was basically saying to Nathaniel that you too could miss it. And he now said, he said to him, most assuredly I said to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the sun, I'm sorry, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. When Jacob saw it. He saw a stairway. Jesus now saying, that stairs that you saw, that your forefather saw, that connects heaven and heart, is me. But he was also saying that you can miss it. That's what he was saying to him. He said, he said, you are calling me the son of God because of these miracles. But you could miss it. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So, and Paul admonished us when we go to Hebrews. The next slide is Hebrews that we have. Hebrews, the Bible says, it says, see, this is the challenge that we all have as Christians. You know, Paul said that you have not come to a mountain that can be touched or that is burning with fire. To, uh, to darkness and gloom and storm, to a trumpet blasting, and he now said, he began to suffer, he said, because they could not bear uh, what was commanded, even if an animal touched the mountain, it must be stoned to death. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I tremble with fear. So Paul, Paul was saying that the problem is that there is a dimension of the way the church, as it were, was being, um, the body of Christ was being related. Whereby when people get into the place, you will see that, ah, you know, power is moving. But he's saying you have not come to that place. He now went on to say, let's come please. He now went on to, 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 to he said, but you have come to Zion, the city of the living God. 
the heavenly Jerusalem to you have come to a thousand upon thousand of angels in a joyful assembly to the church of the firstborn. Do you know that the first place that he described, you don't need to know an angel is there. Because <laughs> fire will be, fire will be, you will see literal fire that will be doing. But the challenge now we have is that you have not, you have not come to a place where you will literally see those things all the time. And that is where the challenge of missing could happen. You know, as we, as we, you know, the book of Proverbs, just reading the book of Proverbs, the Bible says it is the glory of God to conceal a thing. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. The Bible says that it is, it, 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 to search out a matter is the glory of kings. So the Bible says that God naturally will conceal things. But how you discover it is for your glory. You will see that even in nature. Those who do discovery are those who make money. But whatever God reveals, whatever God has in nature. Now, please note that that does not mean God, hide, God doesn't want to share things. Have you ever met somebody who is very quiet and reserved? That doesn't mean they don't talk. It just means that you have to interact with them to get a conversation. So, when the Bible says God conceals something, the Bible is not saying that God is not willing to share. It's just saying that it is his nature as a person to conceal. Now, how much you can find out is for your glory. Let's go on, please. you see this... Um, and Deuteronomy says that the secret things belong to the Lord. But the things which he reveals is what belongs to us and our children forever. iPhone 16 has been in the plan of God since, since creation. When you discover it is when it belongs to you. That is why the Bible will talk about um, revelation. That is something is revealed to you. You don't create. It's already there. That is why people say, ah, that's the man that discovered this. He discovered, he did not create. Nobody in this world has ever created anything. You discover. You may create something out of discovering the use of something. But you, it has always been there. So the Bible says this is how God works. The more you can discover is what you are able to gain for yourself. Please, do you know that, you know, when we were praying Sony yesterday, and they were talking about care, and they were saying that, you know, in those days, when we used to do care, there was no hoist, there was nothing, people were breaking their back. What was God doing? <laughs> Until you discover. That is when it becomes a benefit for you. 
Has God not created the mindset of creating hoist? He has. But until you discover. So what I'm trying to say as we go on in this scripture is to first of all know that God is active in a place but there are times people could miss it. There are times, and at times, certain things that God is doing now is for you to be able to catch your attention so that you can know. But the thing is that, now, from understanding this about God, when God shows you certain things or you see certain things in the church, they, they, they even did the prayers today, it is a minus, it is a, not minus, it is a little of what he's actually doing in that church. So if you see here, God opens your eyes and you see angels everywhere. That is the list of what he's doing in that gathering. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So let's go on, please. Um, amen. Now, I want to also point something out to us is that there is a huge benefit when you gather, we gather there are certain things that God is doing in your life that you may not see immediately now the Bible says Moses went to the mountain he bought out two tablets but by the time Moses came down for that mountain Moses, um, his face was shining. So there was a transformation in the life of, um, Moses. of Moses. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. I think there's been... Um, so, but one thing I want us to know is that one thing people don't understand is that that was not the first time Moses went to the mountain. Moses went to the mountain over and over again. So what I tell you, when Moses was going there, nothing was happening. He was coming back. He was going, he was coming back. He was going, he was coming back. One day, with that, what I tell you, there are certain things that God is dealing in your life that is gradual. And as you come to his presence, you don't see, because nobody has told you, you don't see all those things. But all of a sudden, you begin to see that something is changing. Or somebody calls your attention to it. Let's, um, so the Bible says here that he went to the mountain and his face changed. At his side. Let's go on, please. They tell me. The Bible says, when he went up to the mountain to receive the tablets or, or the stones and the tablets of the covenant which God had made, he stayed on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights without heating. Or drinking. Let's go on, please. To verse, verse 18. He said, Once again, he felt prostrate before the Lord for 40 days and 40 nights, no bread, no food. So, people talk about Moses fasting for 40 days. It wasn't only once that he fasted for 40 days. What I'm trying to say is that it was a gradual encounter with God. Before he knew it, something began to change. So, at times when you gather, 
And there are certain things that you see. See, that, that's why, you know, somebody was asking me something about, um, uh, you know, and which we can do better about uh, supporting, you know, the, uh, maybe how I put them, mentoring or, or discipleship or things like that. And I asked that person, I said, I said, since you've joined the church, have you noticed a difference in your life or how you're dealing with things? The person said, yes. I said, did I sit you down to teach you? There are certain things that happen in an atmosphere that those things are not, people don't really quickly know it because it's a gradual build-up. And as, as those habits, as those things are coming, you just cover that certain things that you were also always struggling with from years ago. It will just, you, 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 you will not even know. There's some ways I will tell you that something has changed. So when Moses came down and Moses' eyes was beaming with fire, Moses did not know anything had changed. Because Moses had been going to the mountain and coming back and nothing has happened. Until when somebody said, Moses, something happened to you. What I'm trying to say is that even as you fellowship with God on a personal day, daily life, there is a transformation that keeps happening in you gradually. There is a transformation that keeps happening to you, John. Let's go on, please. So the Bible says this is another 40 days, you know, and, and the Bible says, so what we see, the Bible says, as, as we behold God, as you are appearing before his presence, you are being transformed gradually. And that's one thing that I want us to take note of as we, as we begin to look at this before we go into other things. Is that when you, the more you appear before God, something is rubbing off you. You may not know it. But you will just see that gradually, it begins to build up until it comes to a point where it's visible. So, my understanding is that as Moses was going, fasting 40 days, coming back, fasting 40 days, coming back out, that man, do you know how man, um, King is so high, there was, was a part where Moses told the children of Israel to prepare themselves that God wanted to speak to them and they were saying uh, no and things like that. And Moses went up, up and God told Moses, go back and go and remind them. Moses said, I just told them. God was saying that. Do you know that to climb the mountain takes days? At the age of 80 or so plus. He got there because said, no, they didn't hear properly. Go downstairs and go and tell them. Moses ah. <laughs> I just told because they know. Go and not tell them. Why did Moses say Moses? I just told them now, no, 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 no. And I came. Because they know, go, tell them, and come back. You know, certain things that I just wonder, and this is where this teaches us a lot. You know, why did I, God will say to Moses, I want to come and speak to you. Come. And you'll be like, ah, you are speaking now. Why do you have to climb a mountain to go and hear him? That is a relationship with God. 
So God will say, ah, you know, me and God, see, there are certain things that me and God know. There are certain things that at that level, it will keep it at that level until you are ready to pay sacrifice. Because I, that's thing I don't understand about, about when I read the story of Moses. God will say, Moses, so I want to come and speak. I want to come and speak to you. I want to give you something special. And you'll be like, ah, why can you not say it now? Why do I have to fast for 40 days, 40 nights for you to, at the end of it, say, go down, sit and go and correct them? Because when you, there are some things that when you, as you move with God, certain things are changing inside of you that you do not know. It is until a gradual praise and the fruit begins to come forth. That's why some things are not too bothered as a person. Because I know presence deals with those, those kind of things. But it takes time. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So the Bible says, as we also are beholding God, we are being changed from one thing, from one level to another. Amen. Can I have the next slide, please? Now, I want to also point this out as we first of all dealt with the issue that God is here, people may not know. Even when God is in an environment, what is God looking for? Now, the Bible talks here that the elders of Israel came to the mountain. God called them, every one of them, including Moses. And the Bible says that the Bible says that he said, he said, um, the Bible says in verse 11, the Bible says, but uh, God did not raise his hand against them. They saw the glory of God. God did not raise his hand against them. And the Bible says that they, um, but God did not raise his hand against the elders of Israel. They saw the Lord, they heard and drank. So, what happens is that God prepared food for the elders of Israel and they sat and heard. But God told Moses, you, you, let's go. What I'm trying to say is that in an atmosphere of God, there are certain things that you will see. If you, if you are satisfied with that, you will miss the greater things that he wants to do. So maybe for you as a person, you know, it is about getting a good job, a, a car, and you will get all those kind of things. You say, ah, that church. Whenever, when it says I got the sea, oh, I got a good job, I got a good, I got a good that, and God will say, yes, I gave it to you. But it just seems that that is where you want to be. So, the, some elders sat and heard. God told Moses, don't eat to. Let's go. Moses will be like, God, what did I do to you? Are all these people not others, other servants of God? What I'm trying to say, and as you begin to look for, is that it's important that when, especially when atmosphere is building, that's where I'm going to, when atmosphere is building in our services and people are falling under the anointing, and things like that, those things are food. That is not the real thing that God wants to achieve. But if you are, if we are excited alone at saying, ah, God is moving this place, this one is in trance, that one is, it is important, it is good. But we cannot stay on that. Because you will, see, you will see somebody who has gone in trance, and yet somebody who has been 
it's called, you know, in our days, they call this Kabushi, who has been doing all those kind of um, uh, things. And yet, after he finished Samu, he goes to a girlfriend's house to go and sleep. Because all he meant was food. He did not know what was God actually looking for in that service. So, we saw here that, you know, they, they hurt and they drank. But God told Moses, no, come up to the mountain and stay, uh, and, and stay here. And I will give you tablets of stone of the law and, you know, everything is structured. Let's go in place. Now, this part, I just want to just divert a bit and just explain to educate us also as we go on. The Bible says here that when Moses went up to the mountain, the cloud, the cloud covered it and the glory of God settled on Mount Sinai. The Bible says, the Bible says that, the Bible says that the glory of God settled on Mount Sinai and the Bible says that for six days the cloud covered the cloud covered the mountain and on the seventh day the Lord called out. So when, after Moses got there, the glory of God descended. Yet God has not spoken yet. For some people, once that glory sits, God has spoken. This is just to educate us a bit. At times in services, glory sits. Somebody may go in standing trance. That is why it is not that that person is, it's because what has sat is glory. God has not spoken. I'm just educating you so that when you see at times when somebody goes in trance and they take them outside and they um, bring them down and things like that, it's not, they've not, that person has not done anything wrong. What has happened is that the glory has sat. And at the time, God has not spoken yet. But at times, because we see atmosphere, we say, ah, yes, God must speak now. No, it's not about the time. At times, it is just glory. And what that glory does is that he's dealing with, the, with human beings. He's dealing with, with, but at times, if you are not careful to stay in that, in that atmosphere, and you are quick to want to get word ministry out of it. God, you will get it and that doesn't mean it is wrong, but you have not found the original. Now, it takes discipline to stay under a strong atmosphere and not be carried away. That is why at times, God may be speaking to people that are people who have genuinely gone in tracks, but that's why you cannot afford as a person to be distracted and be looking at what they are doing. Because the glory has just sat. God is waiting for your discipline to see the deeper things that is happening. The challenge at times is that I have seen occasions where people are, you know, at times, I'm not talking about this church, but you know, I've been to places where people have seen and you know, people are falling under the anointing and people are already in church and things and everybody say, ah, and people are like, ah. All that they've seen is glory. They have not settled enough to be able to see beyond that. Now, this takes 
the understanding to know what God is looking for versus all the other things that come as a packaging with it. Am I, does that make sense to us? I just wanted to say that so that you know it helps us and we can help um, we can help ourselves. So we saw a step here that Moses could have sat with God and because glory is falling and Musa said, yes, God has spoken to us. Hallelujah. Amen. And this is they've gone. And God is saying, ah, where did they go? <laughs> God. Because glory is enough. Somebody comes and God, God begins to give you uh, get, uh, jobs. Things begin to open up. Things are, ah, yeah, God has, God has done it. God says, ah, ah, ah. We just started something in your life. Where are you going to? Somebody will say, ah, glory has settled upon the person and the glory is he's huge in their life. And they say, ah, ministry, yeah. God will say, where is he going to? So many people cannot discipline themselves in the midst of glory. I'm talking about glory of, uh, I have no, that's what I'm talking about. When the power of God is resident in a place. That's why at times I'm trying to say, please concentrate. And there are times whereby, I, at times where, you know, as a human being, I feel bad. I'm like, ah, because I'm trying, we're trying to follow a track, but people are so excited. And you're like, ah. You know, the above map, not said to Mbo. You know, but people are so excited. I can see people are so excited, and you are struggling to say, ah. Can I just move this down a bit? That's why at times you will say that, you see that at times I'm, I'm saying, just cut the music. And you say, ah, no, open more, it is better. <laughs> it is better. Because you are not hearing anything again. You know, that's when we begin to, you know, you know all those kind of things. You know, it is better. And I will show you to you in scripture. It is better that the panel me more so that you can listen. To what God is saying. <laughs> you know, that is why you see at times in some gatherings, they will say that we are everybody a tura. Because glory is carrying people everywhere. And they are, not, they are not listening to anything that you are talking about afterwards. It is not that it is wrong. It is just that we need to discipline ourselves like Moses to stay and not be easily excited. Now, I was talking to somebody. <laughs> a friend of mine called, see, at times, uh, he, he, was, he was in his house. Somebody came to meet him. And, and was talking to that person. No, the person was talking to him, and the person just fell on the floor. And the person fell on the floor and began to roll. And began to say, fire, fire, fire is burning me. Pastor, pray for me. This and this like and things like this. And people that were there, people were already picking their children. I say, hey, and this like that. He said, leave it. There is nothing there. The devil is just. After the person said, are you okay? Sit down. Let's talk. People were like, are you not going to pray for what? There is nothing there. It's just, it's just. 
It's not see you need to learn this. We need we all need to learn these things. Or else you will spend your time doing things that are not that doesn't make sense. So we saw here as we read on. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just read a particular scripture. So, what are we trying to say here? Is that God is looking. God is looking for something more deeper. Because all the praises that God is descending have a purpose. God is the most, I used to say people, the, sorry to say, let me put it this way, but when you are looking for a Jebuman, God is the most Jebuman you will ever meet on earth. He doesn't give you anything for free. <laughs> you know, for those who are doing politics in Nigeria, they will say, no, no, shishi, this one does not give, God doesn't give you things for free. There is something he's looking for. So when God says his environment, and you know, at times I just said to myself, every single Sunday service is as if the power of God is moving, moving, moving. At that point in time, people may be saying, ah, yes, God has, God is whole. Ah, our services are in my own mind. Everything is my meeting. I say, God, what do you want? Because he did not just give you that. Let's go on, please. Now, when people begin to, you see here, the Bible talks about it in, in John chapter 6, verse 26 to 27. The Bible says that, Verily I tell you, you are looking for me because of the signs and wonders, because you hate loaves of bread and said, Do not, you do, do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures eternal life. Now, basically, what, the, what Jesus is saying is that there are certain times that God will decide. See, I have prayed that prayer at, at times. You may not like it, but there are times where it is important that you pray for someone that God stops speaking to them. Because they are already confused. There are times where I've seen God using somebody and I'm saying, God, why do you keep using this person? Because this person is taking your using as an approval that they are right with you. And Jesus said, you are come for miracle, no miracle, go home. Why? Because that miracle is not what God is looking for. The anointing is not what God is looking for. There is something deeper. And for those who go in the Sianese hood, there are times whereby there are some elders or property who say, we are not listening to this person again until certain things happen. Why? Because what they are saying is that what they know that what God is looking for is beyond prophecy. Does that make sense to us? God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So as we as we as we look on to what to what God is actually the, the hunger of God. The hunger of God is that all he's looking for is that a life can truly change. As far as everyone is concerned, if all the anointing that you have 
cannot change you as a person. God counts it as a waste. Because the him is looking for is you. What God is looking for is me. So God can say, hey, by the go and leave my microphone. If my microphone is going to lead me to hell. That does not mean I'm, I, I may not preach well. But God is saying, no. There is a priority in the heart of God. That is that by you, you are saved. So when God, when God anoints me as a pastor, the first thing that anointing is meant to do is to change me as a person. So when we gather and 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 the the, the all I'm just trying to point to us is this: is that is that is that when God, the Bible says, to whom much is given, much is required. So when God gives you something, He's expected to say, "By your, you know, you, I have given you access to scriptures and understanding. How has that influenced your life?" Why this is important is that people can we can be so excited and miss God. I was a friend of mine who used to preach, and he said to me one day, he said, Bayo, he said, I've been preaching, he said, I've had back to back, back to back, back to back. He now said, I discovered that I have not read the Bible for myself. What he said, I said, Ah, Oga, counsel all in religion. Say you are on a dangerous path. When you are reading the Bible, the only thing you are reading is, ah, God said, thou shalt not steal. Ah, brother Cain day is a thief. He must hear this. I have received a word from God. And there is no word for you. Ah, you know, I, I, it used to bother me as a person. I've asked my wife once before the church started. That I, I was, I was, I was ah, how come God is speaking so heavily to people about other people, but he has no bothered to talk about your character? There is, there is, I said, that place is a dangerous place to be. Do you know what that means? Okay, let me just leave that as I bring this to a close. I was speaking to God one day. And genuinely, because at times I get fed up. I'm like, God, why are you treating me this way? There are other people now. You, you know, you know other pastors, other men of God, or people that God has called, and they're living their life. You know, <laughs> not that, not that I want to do something bad, or at least flexibility. God, you know, no, this guy. God said, you know. But if I just move a little bit, the way you would, I used to, I, I, I think I shared it here before. What you know, me near Tori, Lodumo. No, you know what what Tori is. Exactly. Okay. That you know, the cane is not that you slept to. I woke up, I ran. Then we were living in say uh, Northwest Peace um, High Street. Thank God nobody was at home. I ran from upstairs, downstairs. 
He'd be like, but is this somebody who will do something? He'd be like, ah, oh, the grace of God has come out. Ah, why can I not have this grace? Because it seems like you, your grace is just overflowing. Uh, you know, what is this? What is you do? I'm telling the truth. <laughs> you know, when you wake up and you say, hey, you know, you, you know that. See, let me tell you one thing. So there was one time I got slapped in my dream. And for you to know how painful it was to me, about a year later or so, I had a dream about, it was a man of God that got sent in that dream that said, Kiloji, why? And he said, then I was a year, everything is my about a year or two, a year half later, I had a dream. And I saw that I was in that place, and there was this old man who was dressed in white who was sitting in that place. And I, was, I saw this same man of God, and God had wanted to send me to him at that occasion. And they now said to me, Why are we want to send you to this person? And I said in that day, after a year and a half later, I said, ah, send me to who? After he slapped me. For you to know that, <laughs> that slap, even if I can remember it in my dream a year and a half later, that slap registered something. <laughs> Do you get what I'm telling you? Then I told God, I said, God, I don't understand all this. God said, ah. He said, you know, in a prison, there are two compartments. There is the one where they are rehabbing people. They call it a um, correction center. Those are the ones that have future. The ones that are not in correction center, they are already condemned section. So there are some people that you are seeing, they are already condemned for hell. You are in correction center. Do you want to graduate from here to there? The choice is yours. I woke up there and said, ah, yes, sir. Say, so when I'm slapping you, beating you, it's because I don't want, you are still in correction center. The day you graduate, and you say, ah, you know, <laughs> let me tell you one thing. Whatever God tries to do, the devil will repl replicate have you ever seen somebody who is living the wrong life and said, ah, I just have peace with this thing? See, that is why you be careful. You know, they say that ah, when God is speaking to you, you have peace. He's a lie. When the devil is speaking to you also, you have peace. <laughs> it's just that that peace would go and come to trouble after a while. They say, oh, no. Say, no, no, I have peace. No, I, I know. I know. See, once I have peace with these kind of things, I know. <laughs> you know so please, don't go by saying, you know, uh, the peace in my heart will tell me and things like that. I ever see people who are doing, uh, you know, atrocity people say, I know. And that's what is happening. Say, no, no, no. I'm at peace with what I'm doing. You know, my heart doesn't, my heart is at peace. At times, your heart is dead. There is nothing you are at peace. When somebody is dead, they are at peace. That's what they call rest in peace. <laughs> you need to be careful that you are not resting in peace. You need to be careful that you are not resting in peace. 
God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. But what we are looking for is for us to bring out substance in the presence of God. See, God is... Let me just... Um, let's go to that um, Exodus, please. Just Exodus. The Bible says Exodus 20. No, just one next one. Um, no. Um, yeah, the Bible says the Bible talks. Yeah, Exodus. The Bible talks about that. That I would, or maybe he didn't have it up. The, uh, the Bible says that God will give you land, little by little. Exodus, um, Exodus 23, 27. Exodus 23, 20, um, yeah, the Bible says, I will send out peril ahead of you and throw you in and throw and throw into confusion every nation that encounter you. I will make you, I will make all your enemies turn their backs and run. I will send, so God is saying, I will give you all this land. He said, but I will not drive them out in one single year because the land will become desolate and wild and too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough. So God has promised me that, ah, Bio, you will do this, you will do that. No, God is saying, we go gradually, step by step. Or else, if it becomes too big for you, you would lose it. Some of us are not ready to stay through the process. We want quick fix. And God is saying that that quick fix will only land you in trouble. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So as we come to these points of prayer, the Bible says that what I'm trying to say that when God, when the presence of God keeps gathering, it's because God is aiming to change lives around. He's not only interested that I feel God. No, that thing should go down and begin to change me as a person. That's when God as it says that finally they have gotten it. That's when it comes to this person has not missed me. And the cry, uh, the pray I'm, I'm asking us today is that what God gives you, you will account for it. For every, see, why did, why did God say we should preach the gospel? So that people can be saved. One. What is the second point? Why is that we should be the gospel? Anybody? He said so that he can be a witness against them. That means if God anoints you, it is either he works for you or he stands as a witness against you. The God will say, but you were in that service. You had this word. So, what did you do? You cannot, so what God is saying, you cannot turn back and say you did not help me. When you come into an environment and the power of God is feeling in that place, that power of God is there to help you, but it's also there to start as a witness. 
when God shares prophecies with you and says, Mashibai, 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 what he's saying is that he has given you an opportunity to change and that word also stands as a witness. So whatever God gives you, either his presence, either you are reading the scriptures and you are discovering new things, there are opportunities for you to step ahead but that same word will stand as a witness. Why? Because God knows what you have access to. There are millions of people who don't have access to it. So what you take for granted, God is looking at things and is saying, you know, somebody, I don't know if somebody was talking to me during the week, I can't remember who. The person was saying that, you know, there was always someone, and somebody was, he discovered how somebody was just waiting to hear a word of prophecy in their life. And yet, some of us have it in 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 the bag. You know, I used to say to people, I say to people, I say that, you know, I say to people that, you know, just okay, you know, just just also say say that you know, all I'm saying is that when God is visiting you, is visiting you for a reason. He is visiting you for a reason. I am excited when I see all these things and the presence of God coming into a place. See, like I said, there are ways, different ways that God is dealing with people. He said it. Don't get excited at the environment. There are things that God is pointing at in your heart. So when you have certain things, and God is saying, I gave you the grace. Why? There are millions of people out there who don't have access. Do you know what Jesus said about Sodom and Gomorrah? Jesus said, if Sodom and Gomorrah had the opportunity that you have, they will not have been destroyed. What Jesus was saying is that what you are seeing today, if Sodom and Gomorrah had the privilege of what you are doing, the word you are hearing me say, I mean Jesus said, the word that you are hearing me say, if Sodom and Gomorrah had the opportunity, they would not have gone that way. So before you point your hand and you begin to condemn Sodom and Gomorrah, God is saying, with what you are hearing, what have you done? Do you know that the greatest asset that God can give a human being is himself? But because people don't understand that, you think because God hasn't provided you a car, he hasn't done anything. But the greatest thing heaven can ever give, that's why when he told Abraham, he said, Abraham, I am your exceeding and great reward. Genesis 15, said, I am your exceeding great reward. And as we come together to the place of prayer, I want us to always go after when God is sending atmospheres, when things are happening, please don't be quickly excited. God has given some people, that is why God has helped some of our mothers and, and, and people around us who God has gifted in certain areas. 
to manage those areas. Don't be carried away. Focus on what is happening to you. So that you just don't wake up and say, God was here. Why am I saying because I know that greater days are coming for the church. We would see as heaven leaves where, where somebody on wheelchair or things will stand up within the service. But, but when we now say, thank you for this testimony, can you please, so that we, we are focusing. Do you know that Jesus never did parade of miracles? <laughs> because that is not the... When people were casting out demons, Jesus said, Jesus said to them, Jesus said to them, Jesus said, you know, Jesus said, you know, be joyful because your name is written in heaven. So as we gather and as we are moving forward as a church, I want us to keep pursuing substance and not because what would happen at times if God loves a church. When he sees that you are falling, you are, you are not pursuing the right substance, it will stop certain things. Because he wants you to focus on certain things. So for God to keep his presence moving, and for, it's for us to make sure that we, look, we know what God is looking for. And the greatest thing is that I cannot appear before God and not change. Let us rise up. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.